Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Well, it's a good day today. It's a really good day today. God is faithful, not just because it's the big give, but we are excited that it is the big give for the kiddos and for us and, and Christmas music and all kinds of great things. So I just want to tell you today that we continue the series, Why Jesus Came. But I want before we do that, why don't we make a good confession to, together today, if you would. Everybody in the house, say this. Say, I believe, I believe. that God's purpose, God's purpose in my life, in my life. His, plan, His plan, His design, His design. Will, prevail. will prevail. He has a purpose for me. He, purpose. He is not done. Is not done. While I am alive... I will serve him with everything that is within me. Say, not just at church, but all week long at home, I will serve him. And out in the community, God's plan will prevail. He's with me, he's for me, and he lives inside of me. Say, I am his, and he is mine. Let's give the Lord another clap offering, if you would, please. Praise God. So why Jesus came? Today I want to talk to you about a healing story because Jesus came for healing. We'll see how I feel led this morning, but I'm going to pray for you. And I believe God is going to heal different aspects of your life today because if he did it for them back then, right, he'll do it for you. God is not done and he's still fulfilling promises today. Je Scripture says in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. Everybody say it with me. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's right. So we're going to see in this story, once I get there, i got a few verses before we get there, we're going to see that Jesus came to heal, and he's the same way today. You say, man, why haven't I gotten my healing? Well, it's never on the God end. Is it our faith? Is it our circumstances? Is it, I don't know, but I know that God is the healer, okay? That's not to make you feel bad. Sometimes it's, it's challenging for folks to get healed in America because we have so many doctors, a great health system, all these things. We can rely on all these other things. Man, you go to the mission field and people get healed just because they need it. They know it's their only outlet. It's their only way to get healed is Jesus. Let's go to Isaiah 61.1, why Jesus came. We're going to be talking about healing today and a certain situation about healing. A great story, but look at this first. Isaiah 61, it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. And this is Jesus, but you can do what Jesus does. Did you know you can bring good news to the poor? They did yesterday at Help a Home. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. Is that powerful? He has sent me to tell those who mourn, grieving, sadness, depression, that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Is that exciting? The time of the Lord's favor on your life has come. You said, man, I've been through judgment. Uh -huh, now is a time of favor for you. You're seeking God. You love him. You want to do right. It is the time of the Lord's favor on your life. And with it, the day of God's what? God's anger or vengeance, one translation says, against even our enemies, his enemies and ours. So if folks are giving you a hard time. They're not seeking God. God will deal with them. Don't you worry about it, all right? This is a time of healing. It's why Jesus came. Let's go to Matthew 9.35. Matthew 9.35, look at this. It says, Jesus 
traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about what? About the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. Let me linger on that just for a moment right there. He healed every kind of disease and illness. Now, if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, don't you think he can still heal? Now, I've heard people say this. They say, well, he can, but I don't know that he will. That's where faith comes in. Where you believe and you say, you know what, I have it now. You, you can read stories in, in Scripture about when Jesus was here and folks... Folks, they blew Jesus away by their lack of faith, and they also blew him away by their faith. One Roman centurion at one point, he sent a messenger to Jesus and said, man, you know what, I'm not worthy for you to come to my home, but man, my servant is dying, he's sick. You just say the word, because I'm a man under authority, and he understood that Jesus had authority. You say the word, and my servant will be healed. And Scripture says, Jesus said, I have not seen faith like this. That guy was a Gentile. He was not Jewish. He was a Roman soldier. And he said, just say the word. And I know that my servant, my beloved servant, will be healed. Just say the word. So you got to believe. you got to believe. you got to believe. Let's go to John chapter 5, verse 1. I want to tell you a story about healing. Someone say healing. Before I get into that, you know I love surveys and I love a show of hands. Does anyone in this house need healing for something today, whether it's your physical body, your emotions, your mental health, feeling for, uh, healing for somebody you love. Healing. Does anyone in this house need healing somewhere, some way? Would you raise your hand? I love your honesty. And praise God for those that don't. That's great. That's a great miracle. But there are many in here that do. So this message is for everybody. I want you to tune in, listen. Let this fall deeply into your spirit. It's a message to you from God. It's not my message. It's his. I'm reading to you right out of the word, okay? John chapter 5, verse 1, we're in the New King James Version. I like that how this text read in the New King James Version. It says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. They're always having feasts, according to tradition, according to the Old Testament law. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. You notice that in Scripture. Uh, Jerusalem has a higher elevation even. Scripture says over and over again, they went up to Jerusalem. If you ever been there, you know that you go up to Jerusalem. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate... A pool. Someone say by the sheep gate. There's different gates there, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people. You're about to see why. Say, why would they be there at the pool of Bethesda near those five porches? What, what is that about? There's a great multitude. It says a multitude. So there's a lot of people of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Hang in there for a minute. Many times we're just waiting for the right moment. You say, man, I'm just waiting, I'm waiting. But I, I praise God because like Pastor Jen said, today is your day for miracles. I'm going to pray for you. I feel led by the Spirit today to pray for you. We're going to have an altar call after this. We're going to pray for your healing, for your miracle. Because folks are waiting for the moving of the water. They're waiting for it to be just right. And you're going to say right now, well, what does that mean? What what? Moving of the water. Look at this. Let's keep going. For an angel, look how mysterious this is. An angel went down at a certain time into the pool of water, right, and stirred up the water. Very interesting move by God here. It's a manifestation. It's a miracle. But the problem is it's not for everybody. The beauty of Jesus is he came to heal everyone. 
It says an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. One translation says troubled the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water, what? Was made well. They were healed of whatever disease they had. Interesting story. So they were waiting for the right moment. But how many of you know there's still a multitude there? So obviously just every once in a while somebody's fallen into the pool getting healed. That sounds challenging. Even if you're healthy to get in the water, right? You're waiting. You're waiting for your moment. Some of you have been waiting and waiting and waiting. Let me tell you something right now by the Spirit of God. Now is the time to serve God. Now is the time to serve God. No matter what you've seen, no matter what you've heard, people talk bad about God and other people just repeat what they heard. They don't know Scripture. They don't know God. I've told people before, using God's name in vain, and I stole this from my dad, using God's name in vain and saying cuss words paired with the name of Jesus, I'm saying, do you know him? You keep mentioning him. Do you know him? GD. Dad, Dad told someone that in one of his stores one time. He was managing a grocery store of some kind, and someone kept, they were cussing. I don't know if it was one of the vendors. And finally, Dad told him, you, do, you, do you know him? And the guy got all convicted. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Know who? The one you keep mentioning. Let me tell you something. You know him, and you know enough about the Lord, even if you've never read through your whole Bible, that his desire is to bless you and protect you. You would not be here on a Sunday morning to come see an angry God. You wouldn't be here. You'd say, oh, no, I'm going to just go so God can be mad at me. I'm going to check off a box so he don't wipe me out this week. No. You're here because you want to know more about him. You want to give him something, offer him something. Your life, your worship, your time. You want to spend time in worship with other believers. And I'm telling you, you don't have to wait for just the right moment to serve God, to be healed for it. It's all, it's all going to work out at that right moment. You know the problem with that is? I've seen people for years. My brother-in-law told me this years ago. He said that people would tell him, hey, you know what? Yeah, life's good right now. We'll wait till you get married. My brother-in-law, Adam, said, what? And they told him, oh, you're married now? He said, yeah, I'm happily married. Oh, okay, we'll wait till you have kids. What does that mean? Oh, wait, okay. How about this? Well, we'll, we'll wait, wait until they're teenagers. Always waiting for something. Well, wait, you know what? Man, I can't wait till they get out the house, some are saying. No, others, I had a mom over here shake her head. No, 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 I want them to stay here forever. Maybe not, but a long time. The right moment, it's always the right moment. Well, when I retire, when this, well, no, you know what? Jesus came to heal now. This is why Jesus came. Now is the right moment for his promises. Now is the right moment to get close to God. Now is the right moment to learn about him. Now is the right moment to have faith. Someone say right now. Scripture says he is the God of the living and not the dead. That means he is a right now God. Sure, he owns the past and the present and the future. He knows all about it. He understands it. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. But he is a right now God. And he has a fresh word for you. He has something fresh in your life. Some of you have been waiting for the right moment for years. And let me just tell you, the right moment is now. You say, man, when I get over this depression, I'm going to serve. Oh, no. Uh-uh. No, through the toughest of times, start serving now. Now is the time. Now is the time. They were waiting for the troubling of the waters. Man, I'm sorry, that wasn't even planned. They were waiting for the right moment because an angel would trouble the water, and the first one to get in after the water was stirred up would get healed. Now look at the story. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, it's amazing, it's a manifestation of God's Power, his presence, his wisdom. He singles out this guy. There's a multitude. 
When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, you love the, got to love the questions of God. He asked such interesting questions. Do you want to be what? Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be healed? God is asking you today, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Hmm, we know the answer to that. He didn't even, he assumed that Jesus knew he wanted to be healed, so he answered something else very conversationally. I find this fascinating, this part in the story. The sick man answered him very respectfully. He says, sir, basically saying, yes, I want to be healed, but sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. He thinks that's his only way he can get healed. I have nobody to toss me in the water when the water's troubled. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me, and they get their miracle, and I don't. Have you ever felt like that? Say, man, I've been here, Lord. I've been waiting for my moment. They're having their moment. You say, man, I'm not jealous, but man, I'm, I'm struggling here. Why are they having their moment? I've been waiting for my moment. Jesus is here to give you your moment with him. Jesus didn't get into it. Say, okay, well, we'll, we'll wait here. I'm going to wait with you. We'll wait until the water's troubled. I'm going to push you in. Mm -mm. He said to him, you know what? Rise. Someone say, get up. Mm -hmm. Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Mm, I love this. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. I think he was all in one action, man. He started to feel better. He said, uh-oh, something happened to me. He took up his bed and walked. And this story winds down with this, and that day was the Sabbath. That's a whole other story. The man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. Let's pray together one more time. I really want this to fall on good ground. Father, I thank you for this moment in time that you're speaking to us and you have a word for us. And I thank you for your word. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that you have a miracle for everyone in this house today. We give you glory for your promises because we believe our hopes are high because you're faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. So you look at this story and the thing that stood out to me, first of all, let's go back to verse 7, just so you can see it up there in front of you. Verse 7 is the sick man answered him. I love this. Your four, first point today is you need to talk to the Lord. You need to say whatever it is. You say, man, that may be ridiculous. I'm frustrated. Man, talk to him. Someone say, talk to him. We've been talking about prayer. It's been creeping into just about every message where you pray corporately as a group. We pray on Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, during the week. You pray alone. you got to have an alone time with God where you pray. But I love this. This guy is talking to God. We talk to God by praying. Really talk to him. He says, that's great, but I don't, I don't have anybody to help me get into the water, man. I, I can't move over there. I, can't. I don't know if they, they sat there all day waiting to see if the water was going to stir up. That is a really unique story. But I do know this. You're called to talk to him. He's your God for every single stage of life. You ever gotten your heart broken? You ever been through it? You ever been disappointed, depressed, anxious? Just by the numbers, there's probably people in here who have had panic attacks before. Some who have had them recently. God's going to heal you of that today, and I believe. God's going to heal you of that today. By the Spirit of God, I believe whatever it is today you need healing in, God is going to take care of it. But you got to talk to Him. You got to talk to him. I know scripture says he knows what we, what we need and what we're going to ask for before we ask it. But man, you need to talk to him. You need to really talk to him. He's your God for everything. He has all the wisdom, experience, answers, and love that you'll ever need. I've really been thinking about this lately about how I just talk to him about stuff and say, Lord, why is it this way? 
What's going on here? Why is that a struggle? Why is this? Oh, man, I thank you for that. I'm just talking to him. Say, is that crazy? Oh, no. Mm -mm. Scripture says to pray without stopping. And most of us were going to stop, but the goal is to pray all the time. To pray all the time. So talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. The more you talk to someone, the more you get to know him. The more you talk to someone, the more you get to know them. You spend time in their presence. You can hang out with me for a few minutes, and you start to learn, if you ask, the things I like. You start to see how I am. You start to see how I respond, how I smile, how uh, my glances. You start to know things about me. My wife knows all kinds of stuff about me, more than anybody, right? And she sees me as I am, and she knows me, all my strengths and all my weaknesses. Why? Because we talk to each other. We don't just coexist like one man of God said and walk by each other in the house like two ships passing in the harbor. Oh, hi, you know. No, we talk. I chase her down and she chases me down and we talk to each other. My wife says, can I talk to you? And I'm a talker, so I like that. I say, sure. I like that. Let's talk. And I tell her, can I talk to you? We talk. We find each other to talk. It's so important. In your relationship with God, he came to heal us, but you need to talk to him about it. Talk to him about why you haven't. Talk to him about what's going on, what you need. We had a song growing up. We sang at church. Many of you know it. Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. I don't know what the main line is. That must have been something from back in the day. Many of you don't know what a landline is anymore. Does anyone remember what a landline is? Landline? You still have have one at your house? The, hey, praise God. You need those in case cell phones went down, right? Many folks would be like, man, I don't know what to do. We, we have to send a smoke signal. We don't have, we have to send smoke out of the chimney or light a fire in the backyard. We don't have a cell phone. And man, we don't have a landline. Jesus on the main line now, tell him what you want. You ask according to his will, you need to talk to him. You need to get to know God through talking to him. Spend time talking to him. And I love it that this guy is so conversational. Let's go to verse 7 one more time. I love this. He says, he didn't answer, you know, do you want to be made well? He says, sir, you know, of course you know that, but I don't have anyone to put me in the pool. In response to your question, let me just give you an answer about what I need. I, I, man, I'm not getting what I need here. And so he talked to Jesus. Now, I love verse 8. Let's go to verse 8 now. This is my second point. Jesus gave him a command, and you're going to see that he listens. Number two today, after you've talked to him, number two, if you're going to have a conversation, if you're going to talk to someone, you better listen. I told someone this morning, I said, you know what? I've had seasons in my life, just because I was a great talker didn't mean I was a great communicator, and that goes with listening. You better be able to listen to the Lord. Had the guy just went, you know what, I, I mean, I don't know, and uh, I, no one can put me in, sir. And then Jesus says, wait, verse 8, let's see that again. Rise up, rise, take up your bed, and walk. Make sure you are listening to God. Now, I really want to get into this for a minute. You need to listen to his voice. You need to listen to his word. Now, here's something you really need to learn to tune into and listen to is godly people speaking into your life. Some of you struggle in the area of listening. I was talking, ah, it seems like my dad lately, somebody else, we're always having a running conversation. We're talking about some folks will not listen. You've seen it. Scripture says fools do not listen. They don't listen to counsel. Folks will ask for advice and not listen. You've got to get to the place where you actually listen to the voice of God. Some of you, the answer to your prayer has already been given to you, but you said, I'm not listening to that. That sounds crazy. 
Is there anyone here in the house that maybe, I don't know, don't raise your hand. Might be on the live stream. Let's not take a survey on that because some people are real honest. Man, I don't listen to nobody. No. Well, praise God. No I've, no, I've seen it. And we all have our seasons where we're stubborn or you, we won't listen. But man, get back to the place where you listen to his voice, his word, and godly people speaking into your life. Some folks don't listen to God or anyone else. They're asking for advice, asking for help. Man, folks, how many times have we ignored advice and missed a big opportunity? Maybe ignored advice and missed a miracle. You got some folks who ignored advice and married some crazy person that everybody else said, no, don't do it, don't do it. He's a devil. He looks fine, girl, but he's a devil. Ask my wife. We've been married... 17 years now, and she didn't marry me for my hair. I was already bald, right? But things change. Things change. I told somebody one time, I said, man, you should have seen me in high school. I was hot. I was messing with them. They just kind of squinted at me. I was too vain, I guess, lost my hair. I don't know. I hate to say I lost it because it makes me sound irresponsible. Some of you have heard that before. My parents were always like, you, you know, you need to eat better. You know? I was like, Jonathan's getting more sugar than me, and look at his hair. It's fine. I think the sugar's making his hair grow. Here's my point. you got to listen about relationships because I don't know who this is for this morning, romantic relationships. You're getting married. You're going to marry someone or even a friend. Man, things change, but especially a romantic relationship. You're in covenant, and you say, man, I'm going to marry them. They look so good. Well, you need to be attracted to each other. But stuff changes, man. Your weight goes up. It goes down. The hair changes. You get a few wrinkles. Man, it seems like I woke up one day, and now I'm pushing. I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm past my mid-40s, and I'm nearing 50. Where did, where did all the time go? But my wife didn't marry me because I was the finest man she'd ever seen. She married me because I was called to marry her, and she loves me, and she's attracted to me. But she also listened to good advice. She did. And I listened to good advice. It got to the point I was getting advice from my dad, and he goes, he goes, hey, it was one night at their house. I remember Jonathan was there. He goes, how many confirmations do you need? I said, hey, man, I just want to let you guys know I'm going to ask Jen to marry me. And he's like, dad's like thinking, have we already talked about this? <laughs> and dad's not one to be all flowery, flowery and give you a card with all kinds of stuff on it and go, yes, you know, she's the one. This is it, the one, the one, the one. This is great. He said, how many confirmations did you need, man? You, basically, dad's advice is you're going to do it, do it. And I listened. We've got to learn to listen to God's voice. We've got to learn to realize that many times God speaks to you through people. Someone say people. He does. He speaks to you through people. So don't ignore advice, especially, man, when you can line it up with God's word. Good, sound advice. And sometimes, folks don't realize this, they'll say, man, my parents aren't even saved. God will speak through unsaved parents because they're authority in your life, and they'll give you good advice. Not always. Sometimes they're against the things of God and stuff. But I've seen people say, man, I got my parents' blessing. They weren't even saved, but they knew we were supposed to get married. They knew I was supposed to do this business deal. They knew. My parents weren't saved, but it's like God spoke through them. God speaks through authority. It's called divine order. So listen. 
Listen to godly friends and mentors and teachers. Listen to your pastor. <laughs> Listen to your pastors. Listen to your boss if they're speaking wisdom. Listen. God is always speaking. And I love it that Jesus spoke directly to him. He spoke directly to him. And this guy listened. He's just some guy on the street. We don't know his name. But he listened. Why? Because look, let's go to verse 9 now. Verse 9, check this out. And immediately the man was made well, we said this a while ago, took up his bed and walked. He listened, didn't he? And then he what? Point three today. He got up. It's time for you to get up. You say, man, I don't feel like I can. I don't, I'm going through it. I've got, at some point, you got to get up and serve even through the hardship. At some point, you got to get up and be a light even through the toughest of times. God has spoken to me many times on this. It's like, okay, it's time to get up now and do something for me. It's time to get up and share your faith. It's time to get up. And this guy, in, his, in this case, it was for his healing. Is it time to just get up and walk it out in faith? It might be. It might be. It's your time to get up. We obey for what's next. Many times you say, why? I've heard kids tell their parents, why? Dad hated that growing up. They'd say, hey, would you do this? they go, Why? Dad was from the military. He didn't like that. He said, don't ask why. I don't have time to tell you. Get up. Get up. Obey for what's next. Get up for what's next. What is next? Some of you, God has called you. Listen in the live stream. Listen in this house. Some of you, God has called you to be connected and serve in this church. It's time to obey him. It's time to get up and do it. Time to get up and do it. You say, man, will I receive my healing? Many, many receive their healing as they go, as they get up. Obey for what's next. I don't know exactly what to do, though. That's okay. Come to church. Stay connected. Serve. Get up. Time to get up, man. Sometimes you say, man, I'll just be here. What are we waiting for? Right? Man, there was times during COVID, I remember, that Pastor John, at some point, he said, we got to do something. We need to reactivate Help a Home. Because, we, you know, the whole you can't meet and all this crazy illegal stuff. You say, I don't, I don't believe no, they violated the Constitution. We'll deal with that another day. But Pastor John said, man, we're going to start doing help a home. So he had some kids, and sometimes it was a few. They started visiting the neighborhoods, helping with stuff, getting out and doing stuff. you got to get up at some point. you got to get up. You can't stay there forever. Do you remember the story of the lepers, the guys who had leprosy? They were outside the city. Remember that story in Kings? And at some point they said, they looked at each other and they go, man, if we stay here, we're going to die. We can't go in the city. We can't go in the city. But if we stay here, we die. So let's go out to the enemy's camp. And maybe they'll kill us, but we're going to die anyway. So we got to get up and go. Say, you got to do something. Someone say, do something. Uh-huh. It's time to get up. Someone say, get up. All right. It's time to move on what God has spoken to you for What? is next. Now, let's repeat these three, and then we'll get into some prayer. So number one, let's put that up. Why Jesus came, man, for healing. And in this guy's situation, he talked to the Lord. I love that. Someone say, talk to him. He talked to him. Number two, listen. And number three, get up. Let's do it again, all three. Number one, talk to him. Number two, really listen. Listen to him and the people he's sending. And number three, Get up. All right. With that in mind, go ahead and get up from your seats, if you would, please. 
Stand to your feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to make sure that everyone is right with God in this house today. If you say, I've never made peace with God, I'm not right with God, I don't know what's next, I just know that I need to get right with God, or you've never accepted Jesus before, would you please raise your hand in this house if you say, I need to accept Jesus because I, if I died, I do not know where I would go. If that is you, God bless you for your courage, sir. God bless you. Anybody else? Go ahead and raise that hand as the music starts. We're going to have a little bit of soft music here. Raise that hand. Anybody else? I just want to make sure this is your time. You say, man, I need to make peace with God. I need to get right with God. If that is you, let me see you today. All right, every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's pray this prayer together today, if you would. Everyone say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sin. Cleanse me. Forgive me. I know I need you. I can't do it on my own. I need you now more than ever. Say, I confess that Jesus is my Lord, my Savior. I believe. Save me, Lord. Say, I believe Jesus died and rose again from my sin. And I believe you're saving me now from my past and sin and from myself. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.